Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host, Coop. Uh, this is my co-host, John. Hi, everyone. Yeah, see, he does that every time. Uh, this is a <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about stuff, all the stuff, mostly uh, music and movies and other things that we mispronounce people's names. We get our wires crossed and screw things up quite a bit, yep. but we try our best. It's all very tragic. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see this, it's a train track. Uh, tra- see, I can't even see train wreck. Jesus! Oh my goodness! All right, uh, brain track. A, a brain track. <laughs> That's good. That should be the name of the, of the episode. <laughs> Our guest today is. Um, she has recorded music with the likes of Weezer, Beck, Ozma, Rykuder, Jimmy Eat World, Neil Hamburger, The Martinis. Uh, she's played bass for Todd Rudgren. You might know her from The Rentals uh, or the much underrated That Dog. She is one of the Hayden triplets. She is the daughter of legendary jazz musician Charlie Hayden. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Rachel Hayden. Hello. Hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing tonight, Rachel? I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. It's it's a nice, uh, crisp, rainy day here in los angeles and um yeah it poured rain and so that's a little unusual for la um like it rained so hard you can hear it like that's cool nice yeah that kind of rain it was really calming and and it was just nice to like be silent and listen to it and um Yeah. yeah it was kind of meditative and and um yeah, I'm just here. Just well, well <laughs> trudging the along. Vo- the vo- I, I can assure you that the voices of John and I are not soothing like rain. So. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, you guys are music to my ears. Yeah, there we go. Oh, well, you're changing the trajectory of this podcast. Most of, the time I'm, most of the time, I'm worried about the guests wanting to strangle me through the screen. No, it's it's nice to see you guys because I'm in. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to talk about it openly. I'm yeah. in. A, I'm in a treatment center right now, and I see the same faces every single day, and I do the same thing almost every day it's like yeah you know it's it, i'm i'm learning about like schedules and being consistent and so it's nice to see your faces because um and hear your voices because they're different you're different you're fresh just change the scenery but, yes <laughs> yeah. yes very cool well, uh, they broke the mold when they made us. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we uh, normally on this show, we always start off talking about what we listened to f- uh, for the past month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what have you been listening to for the past month, Rachel? Do you want me to start with you or do you want me to go with one of us? Um, go. Uh, you go. All right, John, you go. Okay. Um, so... I, st- I started realizing like throughout the seasons episodes whatever are, are we are we on like season two or do we even do seasons don't we don't know. do seasons we're not okay. fictional we're, okay. we're fat baby <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so I feel like I I feel like I should do like one like heavy stuff because I always do heavy stuff right yeah and then maybe like one that's not heavy you know sure so I, I'm gonna go with like a, a couple things this month okay and I'm trying to be cool too because you are doing you 
R&B for like, I don't know how many months. Well, uh, <laughs> just so uh, Rachel understands, John and I are big noise rock people. Mm-hmm. If it's ugly and abrasive, we probably already know it and, and worship it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm trying um, not to pigeonhole myself too much here. <laughs> so quick question. So when we talk about the music we're listening to, do we do we put do we listen to snippets of it or we just talk about We just we just talk about okay. it. I don't know how we are with uh copyright and all that stuff. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my heavy thing is a band called Fleshwater. <laughs> Fleshwater. Uh, yeah, Fleshwater. So they're an offspin of a hardcore band called Vane.fm. Okay. Um, they're kind of big, I think. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so they're like, it's like a super duper, like heavy, I don't want to call it like hardcore shoegaze, but that's kind of what it has. Okay. And it's got some in- insane, like female vocals mixed with like, you know, male vocals or. So that I think that I think having like the female vocals on top of all that crazy heavy hardcore like that mm-hmm. that lighter like vocals on top like really kind of pushed it over the top for me so I'm really enjoying that. And then the other thing I was going to bring up and I forgot the name is no. uh <laughs> is Marlo. So that's hip hop stuff. And um it's by a like hip hop guy MC La Orange, and then the producer is Salem Brigham. Apparently, this is their third album together, but it's really cool. It's kind of backpacky, like tribe stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's cool. Like anything that's like boom bap, like rap kind of genre. Like I love that stuff just because it reminds me of like the ninety kind of nineties kind of hip hop, you know, backpack genre. So, so is it? Is it? So that's like the new the new rap today that you're. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, it, it's, it's throwback to like the, like mid nineties stuff, you know, like tribe called quest and like okay. soul and stuff like that. Yeah. That, cause that's, that's the type of stuff I've always gravitated to. So I'm always yeah. searching out like newer MCs and groups that kind of have that kind of, um, it's not like say lo-fi, but it's not just like in your face. Like, you know, it talks about money yeah. and like this, that, and the other constantly, like it kind of yeah. has like a little bit more substance to it. Yeah. So yeah. Marlo's really good. Um, all th- I've skimmed. I haven't spent a ton of time with the first two albums, but the third one's really good. And skimming through the first two, like they're all worth checking out. So, okay, that's cool. Is it? Yeah. Is there a lot of like? Because there's a lot of young people where I am, and they listen to a lot of hip hop and yeah, for sure, and um, rap and stuff. And I just remember hip hop and rap back in the in the eighties and nineties is just being just really really deep and and political political and and yeah. spiritual it was almost like like free form you know poetry readings but yeah, rapping yeah. I, I you know what i mean but but nowadays yeah. like i hear i hear that some of the kids here are listening to stuff i don't even know the names but there's a lot of like you know can i swear here yeah. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. There's just, it's just like it's really degrading towards women. It's like, yep. you know, fuck her in the pussy, and you know, it's like it's just like what? You yeah. Know? And, and and then it's but but you know if if they like it, see, I'm about like if you if it if it moves you, great, you know. Right. Right. That's right. all that matters to me. But um, yeah. 
but sometimes it could be like negative but i don't yeah know. no i agree like the most most of the, the majority of like i guess mainstream hip-hop like Mm-hmm. doesn't really like appeal to me because it's more about like image it's there's mm-hmm. not really a ton of substance to it and mm-hmm. like even like what you just said like some of the lyrical content and like even the beats like it's just there's nothing there you know yeah, it's, like a, yeah. it's like show off music i don't know yeah. so i mean but there are there are a ton of hip-hop groups you just, just kind of have to like dig you know dig a little yeah because they're not going to be like on the top 40 or you know trending or whatever the hell you know yeah. what I mean? so well, uh, what I've listened to, well, being that you've already called me out on being the stereotype. Then, <laughs> no, um, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I was trying to be cool like you because all I did was talk about rock music or heavy stuff. And you kept well, coming through with like actual different types of stuff that you and I don't necessarily like champion all the time. So, <laughs> Well, the first one I'm going to champion is kind of, uh, kind of basic. It's the new album called um, uh, A Year and Change by The Color Fred. Uh, oh, okay. the color, the color yeah, Fred yeah, yeah. was a, he's a guy who used to be in Taking Back Sunday. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like his solo thing. Uh, it's very, he was similar. like their mid tier guitarist, right? Like in, he was like an, in-between yeah, he was guy, like their like... mid era. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. he's a very technical that. guitarist. Uh, so his music is a, is a lot like the emo thing when he's more technical. Uh, some of his stuff even kind of borderlines like progressive. Uh, but it still has all those emo hooks, and he's an older dude now, so it's really mature. He's still, sw- he's still rocking those like swoop bangs too, dude. From like the uh, mid two thousand, he is, he is. But uh, it's it's pretty good, and it's uh, satisfying to hear like these emo groups kind of grow up, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty good. The second thing that I'm going to say that I listen to is R and B. Is uh, well, there we go? <laughs> it is uh, Sabrina. Cl- Claudio, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, the okay. album is called uh, "Based on a Feeling." It's really, um, it's like neo soul. It's not, it's not hip hop or R, um, or rap influenced R and B. It's like legitimate yeah. R and B. Like it's cool. real slow and groovy, very bass heavy, uh, yeah, real yeah. instrumentation. Um, I don't know much about the artist. This is the first album I've listened to from her, but mm-hmm. I guess she's really young. She's probably in her twenties. Okay. Uh, the album it's super short it's only like 35 minutes long short for a, an r&b album and yeah. it's just all kind of mid-tempo grooves real bass heavy uh cool. i actually as a bass player myself i i just today plugged in my bass and tried to play along with it and it's super cool that's fun that's cool. that yeah, sounds that's yeah, and of agreed. course I had to I had to say that because our guest uh, Rachel is an incredible bassist, and I have oh! some sort of points. Absolutely, agreed, wow. one thousand percent. I'm so I'm so like self deprecating and no. Oh, you're amazing! You don't think you're good? I I I just like I never took lessons or anything. I just learned yeah, by sure. ear and. And uh, feel ashamed that I don't know how to read charts. And um, wow. but who needs that? But I haven't played in a while, so I'm actually there's a there's actually I'm at a place called Beta Shuva um, in uh, Culver City, yeah. and it's a long term treatment center, and um, and they actually have it's the first rehab I've been. I've been to a few, and this is the first rehab I've been to where they have a studio like a music recording studio and um yeah and they have uh like 
a lot of music and art and stuff like that. It's, it's I almost feel like I'm in summer camp. It's like, <laughs> I, remember the movie yeah. Fame? Remember, I want to live forever. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm in that. Oh, wait, was that Fame? Yep, um, that was yeah. Fame. <laughs> Irene Cara. Um, anyways. <laughs> I uh, feel like I'm in that movie sometimes because there's just so many creative people here. And, and I thought, That's oh, cool. God, I'm going back to rehab and I'm not going to be able to play music anymore and I'm not going to be able to sing. I'm not going to be inspired. But I've been so inspired here. And oh, good. yeah, like I, I, I just got asked to, to um, sing on a couple of I, I don't know if you know this. The, remember the band Trotsky Ice Pick? Uh, that name seems so familiar. Yeah, it was, they were like a punk band in the eighties, um, with a guy, his name's Vitas Matare or Vitas Matar. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but, um, he was also in, I think, um, God, what was his other band? Um, I, I'm going, I'm drawing a blank right now, but, um, I was, oh, The Last. He was in The Last. And okay. um, th these are bands okay. I, I used to listen to. And he just messaged me, just like you messaged me on Facebook. He, <laughs> said, he said, hey, I'm doing a solo album. Will you sing on a few, couple of my songs? I said, sure. So That's he awesome. sent me the songs, and I gave them to the, the uh, what do you call them in the studio who helped Engineer. record? Engineer. God, you know, the older you get, it's like my brain, I have my short-term memory is horrible. But anyways, yeah, the engineer um, got all the files and stuff. And then we, I recorded backing vocals on two songs. And Oh, cool. Yeah, and That's I'm awesome. excited about that. And I also got another, another uh, request to do some vocals. So, and I'm working on my own record so i get to do that that's all awesome. here yeah, yeah oh, that's very that's, cool yeah. yeah it's probably a nice release right like to be able to like do that like day in or you know yeah week or whatever yeah yeah it is and i feel like when i'm in the studio i feel like i'm in my element and i'm not like i know i mean this place is is amazing it's helping me so much i love it and the everyone is amazing here but sometimes i want to escape and not be in rehab and so it's yeah. it's nice to be in a in rehab but in a little place that makes me feel like i'm not there but i'm still there <laughs> yeah so, yep. Yep. yeah that makes sense listening to music is probably gives you a pretty good escape from oh yeah that, i listen to know? music <laughs> All the time. I mean, I have earbuds. I just got these in the mail today because because uh, oh cool. Sometimes I like the you know headphones. Oh, I love uh, yeah, I love oh. cans. I love yeah, cans. Cans are yeah. amazing. Yes, and um, absolutely. Um, but I listen to music. It's like, oh my god, it's such a beautiful escape, and I yeah. just drift away. I drift <laughs> away, and. Um, what else, what else? I just, I just, I just get lost and it's in the music and it's just, yeah, I love sure. it. 
it reminds sure. me of like being in the van on tour in the 90s and just like in the back seat <laughs> laying down listening to my cds you know my walk, right my cd yeah. man or whatever <laughs> on your discman <laughs> on my discman yeah yes like, yes like i used to i remember I, I i remember i listened to uh uh the blue album the weezer album so much i loved sure. i loved it even though like like I wasn't like the hugest fan, but I had a really big crush on Rivers, so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like this band," and I actually did. I got to really like them, and I remember I li listened over and over again to "Only in Dreams," and I was such like, a good song. Oh, he such a good wrote song. this about me, and like, <laughs> I, I was like so crushed out on him and um, and then later i got to sing sing with him yeah yeah for sure well uh listening to uh you probably haven't checked out the other episodes of this but we uh we always talk about weezer uh quite a bit and uh pinkerton's my album that's probably the only real album i like from weezer i like blue when it came out i was i was like i don't know 12 or 13 10 or 11 i can't remember when blue came out but uh pinkerton came out when i was like 13 or 14 and it was just like the perfect time for me to like something that was just a little bit you know left to center you know a little bit it was yeah. punk pop or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it genre but it was still just a little bit weird mm -hmm. and yeah. it was like that was me that was like my zone right there yeah. when that came out Oh, that's nice. That's so cute. <laughs> the, 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 the drums sound so cool on that album. Like how like roomy and like boomy they are. I love mm. it. I don't, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not familiar with Pinkerton. Um, <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to admit, but, um, but yeah, so I couldn't tell you any songs there's <laughs> except for the i just threw out the love of my dreams <laughs> well right That's which should have been on it should have been on pinkerton yeah well <laughs> that's okay it wasn't meant to be <laughs> <laughs> well, in the iPod days, it it was on there in our in our iTunes. So. <laughs> Did you know that I just threw out the love of my dreams went went viral on TikTok? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Went, I don't like, have TikTok. All these. I don't. I just got on TikTok. I've never <laughs> been on TikTok. I was like, I'm never going to be on TikTok. And then someone suggested I do a TikTok saying, hey, it's Rachel Hayden. I sing on I just threw out the love of my dreams. Um, my Venmo is... No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, yes, do it. Gash out. I know, but I didn't have anything to do with the writing of the song, but um, but it, it was so moving and touching, like, to, to see all these, like, little videos that the kids are making to that song. Like, so yeah. many. And and for some reason they sped up my voice, you know, and that's something like I'm so tall, can't get out of me. I'm so tall, I sound like a chipmunk. Um, but it's it's really moving, you know, that that I that I affected them, you know, and it's just it's just really really nice. I'm I'm like moved and anyway. Nice. Well, um, as as we talked about into the intro, um, your dad, Charlie Hayden, was an incredible musician. So I imagine you grew up being around all sorts of different kind of music in your household. Yeah, well, 
he actually was touring a lot, so he wasn't really around. And my parents separated when I was three. Oh, so, wow. so I didn't, I mean, he was around when he was in town and he would, he would show up and like be the bet, the best he could be. And, and then he'd leave. So I didn't really have like, like a proper father upbringing, you know, with a father mm-hmm. upbringing. Is that right? How you say it? Yeah. Um, but but uh, I learned so much from him just by going to his shows and watching him play bass, and and then yeah, he would bring some 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 jazz cats over sometimes, and that would be fun. And like Don Cherry would come over with Eagle Eye, oh, nice. Eagle Eye Nene, which is which uh, yeah. talk about old school rap hip hop buffalo yeah. dance. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. My money man, you win my love. The sweetness that I'm thinking of. Anyways, she's a big influence on me. Yeah, Um, yeah. And uh, what was I saying? Um, uh, Yeah, so there was a lot of music. My mom listened to a lot of blues like Billie Holiday, so... So I grew up listening to that and a lot of classical music and, um, and a lot of, and jazz. When dad would come over, we'd hear some jazz and, um, and yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's about. You, you were pretty young when you, uh, you were, you were one of the, the the people that put together uh, that dog, right? That was like your band. You were one of the you know, core members? I was one of the core members, but, um, I wasn't like the, the beginning founder of the band. It was Anna. It was Mm -hmm. Anna. And then her friend, Jenny Connor and Jenny would help write the lyrics and Anna wrote the music and they, they were just having fun. You know, this is like 18, 19 years old. Mm. And, um, Anyways, uh, so Jenny and Anna were, were hanging out a lot. And then Petra, we all went to high school together and Mm. Petra and myself, we didn't, we, we didn't really hang out a lot with, there were like different, you know how in high school there's cliques and stuff. Right. For sure. But, um, but Anna knew that Petra and I sang. And so when, Jenny and Anna started, they actually, it's the, it's a name. The name was before the band. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm going all over the place. No, the no, no. It's good. This is awesome. The, the name was before the band and the name came up as, um, Anna and Jenny were driving and they saw a dead dog on the road and, uh, they were like, Oh my God. And then, and then Anna <laughs> said, what, what? And then Jenny said, that dog. <laughs> and um and that's how the band name came up soon after that petra and i and tony brought it together <laughs> nice. and, love it love yeah it. and um it was a lot of fun and i have really nice memories what would uh what did your parents think about you joining a band were they were they all for it or were they a little apprehensive they were a little apprehensive um my dad thought it was great, but my mom was sort of worried 
because my dad was kind of going down a slippery slope and she didn't want us to yeah. go down that, that path. And, um, but, uh, but we were, I, I was like, fuck, fuck Santa Monica college. I'm going to, I, I'm going on the road. I mean, I didn't have any plans on going to college anyways. I was just like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to just live at home forever. And I had no motivation to do anything. And, and, um, and then, Anna was like, Hey, I need a bass player. Let's, let's play. And so we jammed. She would come over to our house, to my mom's house and we'd play in my bedroom and stuff. And sometimes Beck would come over and we'd jam and it was, it was so much fun. It's just, I want to go back, you know, I miss it. I miss it so much, especially being in rehab. Like, like I fucked up a lot. Um, I, I was, I drank a lot and I kind of distanced myself from the band Yeah, and, um, and I kind of hopefully didn't burn a bridge with Anna, but, but, uh, I'm just working on myself and trying to stay sober. And, um, and one of the reasons why we're not playing right now is, is we all just kind of, Anna got really busy with tv and movies and film music writing for that for that and for yeah yeah and then um and and some other stuff and then tony's in new york and married and has a really great job and um but we got asked to do a couple of things during right before covid hit and Mm -hmm. um and we couldn't do them because i was i was in rehab back then and that was in 20 19 2020 and mm. then um and then covid hit so there was no way we were going to go out anyways because all the right. all the tours were being canceled but that doesn't right. matter i i just i i met i just mess i keep i kept messing up and discerning her trust you know and so I, i'm trying to work on that right now and um and I, I sure miss playing in that band. That's one of my favorite things to do in the world is play bass in that dog, like, and sing. I mean, that's like yeah. my top five things I love to do in the world. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping that something, something will happen. Well, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't speak for anybody else. I don't, I don't know her, but yeah, you know, I think, uh, with the pandemic and all the stuff that's went on over the years, I think even, I think even with bridges that has been burnt, I think, I think we're in a time where of healing anyway, you know, maybe yeah. I agree with that. I agree with you that. You know, I mean, there's a, with my own self, there's a lot of things that, um, when you, when you get isolated, you start in your, being in your head a lot. Yeah. So, uh, I'm a crazy yeah. person who thinks way too much anyway, mm-hmm. but, uh, instead of being a, a critical, I've been more of like open and recognizing a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that I, toxic behaviors relationships with people you know and uh i feel like in a weird way i've got a a little bit better grip on it just because we're not out and about and like you know now things are getting a little close to normal for the time yeah you know so so slowly but surely yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think think all of us are there i don't think you're alone in that so okay all right well i i didn't mean to turn this into a therapy session but uh, well, I will matter? Send, no, this is great. I, I will send you the bill, 
and uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I have medical. Do you take medical? <laughs> <laughs> um, but back with uh, with uh, well, speaking of that dog, when you guys got back together, uh, that was um, your the the album that you guys did. I think that's the best work that you've that you've done. Yeah, that oh, album kills. Thank and, you. So yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying it because you're here, but I grew up with the you know the other two records, and then when when this one came out, I'm like, this sounds like the same band grown up. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the creative process working on that album? How did that? Uh, How did you guys work through that? Was it kind of like the old way, or did you guys kind of all bring something together? Being you know that you're older and yeah, it was kind of the old way. Um, let's see. Um... Well, instead of getting together at Poop Alley, also known as, well, Tom Grimley's, he, he recorded our very first album, and that was okay. in a, a place called Poop Alley, which literally, it was named after the smell because it was in an alley, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and uh, it was, I mean, it was like, there was a, a, a car fixing place, what do you call car fixing places uh, garage? Mecha- yeah. a garage a mechanic yeah. and yeah. you'd hear like vroom, vroom, you know like <laughs> like when we were doing vocals and we'd be like oh. we'd be like oh, hold on we gotta wait there's we gotta wait for that to stop and but anyways uh instead of that like we a, we, a lot of it was done in at anna's house in her studio she has a really nice studio uh like a home studio and that's where she would write and then I would drive over there and and play some bass and um sometimes come up with bass lines sometimes she came up with bass lines I always love what she comes up with cuz I'm I'm a huge fan of Anna I mean I I think her songwriting is amazing and even though like st- stuff is kind of weird right now I'll never stop being a fan so um but anyways yeah so so a lot of it happened like that and then we had Caitlin Wolfberg come in and do some violins and um and we had and then of course we had like a whole entire string orchestras yeah yeah uh that's cool yeah yeah that was at a at a proper recording studio I, I, I can't remember where or what it's called um but i know someone i can't remember who recorded there fooey i can't remember but yeah, that's, this is a hallmark of our show john and i rarely uh remember anything we're talking about okay. john's usually <laughs> on the wiki the wikipedia that's our yeah. third uh our third yeah. screen is yeah. The wikipedia <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um so uh when you guys, uh, when that dog got signed, uh, that was in what, 1995, something like that? Uh, it was before. Right. It was like 1992, 1991, 1992. Okay. Uh, so, but when you're, the album that came out in, I think, I guess your last album before you guys like kind of went your own separate ways mm-hmm. was that a lot? Uh, it was like that was in like 97, I think, right? Or 96? 97. Like 97. Wait, the, for our first album? No, no, the, the, the last the, one. The last one. Oh, old LP. Retreat from the sun. The, oh, retreat. No, from the, the sun. retreat from the sun. 
Okay. Um, yeah, that was '97, I think. Yep. Okay. Um, we uh, on our on this on this show we talked about uh, in 1996 how a lot of stuff kind of went belly up with record labels because of the Telecommunications Act and mm-hmm. a lot of bands were treated unfairly because they were now they that brands owned all the radio stations they control what people listen to mm-hmm. did um did, on that album that uh, the 1997 album did mm-hmm. you get a lot of support from the label or did anything like kind of change for you guys around then uh hmm. not that i remember um i just remember that was that was we did that with brad wood produced yep. that album and yep. that I loved that album and, and we were so happy with it. And, um, yeah, we, we were, amazing. yeah, we were big Liz fair fans like that yeah. when we were in high school. And so the right. fact that we got to work with him was incredible, but I don't remember there being like label stuff. If there was, I wasn't aware of it because yeah. I, I kind of, stayed away from that stuff like yeah good I, for you <laughs> yeah i was not, but yeah it's good yeah yeah but i also sometimes should have been more involved in stuff and uh i wasn't in stuff like that and like the politics of labels and yeah, lawyers and you know yeah. publishing and all that stuff. I, I, I all, was just... All the stuff that takes the fun out of the music. Yeah. All the stuff that makes you have to use your brain and it's like, it reminds me of school. You know? Like, right, right, like math right. class or something. It's like, I don't right. I don't want to be in school right now. I want to be in a band and sing. You know? Yeah. But, but yeah. that's part of being an adult is that you have to have, there's responsibilities with that. You know? And right. I yeah, just didn't. Sure. I didn't want those responsibilities. So, yeah. yeah I, I don't want you. responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't want responsibilities. I mean, I do now. I want to be strong and and self-sufficient. That's what I want to yeah. be. So, yeah. Anyways. For sure. <laughs> well, you got to uh, you played ba- bass with uh, Todd Rudgren, yeah, on his tour. What was that like? That was so much fun. That was for his solo album, Utopia. Oh no, not Utopia. Um, was it? What was it called? The solo album um, that he did in two thousand and. Oh yeah, it was right after he did. Uh, it was right after he played with the Cars, I think. Yeah. He did exactly. He did a solo yeah. album, Arena. Arena. Okay. Oh yeah, Arena. Yeah, Arena. Yeah. In two thousand eight was yeah, when that so, one dropped. So I got that gig from a guy that I was actually dating, who was the, actually the bass player in the New Cars. <laughs> oh, cool. Adam Ellis. <laughs> okay. Um, was the bass player for the new cars and he was really tight with Prairie Prince. And, um, so I got to hang out with him and Prairie a lot and I got to know Prairie. And, uh, so when arena came out and Todd was looking for a girl bass player, I should say female bass player, not girl, or should I say, okay. Anyways, we won't go down there. Um, (laughs) um, so, 
so Prairie recommended that I play bass. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Todd said, okay. Like, I, I didn't even have to audition or anything. I was like, really? That's amazing. You know, yeah, oh, nice. this, is, this is just because I'm Charlie Hayden's daughter. He thinks that I'm going to be an amazing bass player because <laughs> Charlie Hayden's my dad. But, but no, he, he trusted Prairie because, yeah. you know, and, and so I, they, he flew me to Hawaii and that's where we rehearsed the album. That's and cool. yeah, it was so much fun. Ugh. Did you have to, um, when you, when you were playing with Todd Rudgren, did you have to change the, your natural style of playing? To kind of adapt to no, his vibe? No, I, I mean a little bit, because a little bit was sort of reminded me of heavy metal, you know? Yeah, and, like, um, from yeah. thundery type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one song called Strike While the Iron is Hot. And, <laughs> and you know what that's going to sound yeah, like. Yeah, and it was like, strike <laughs> while the iron is hot. And it just reminded me of like heavy metal. And I was like, I listened to it, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, because I don't put- <laughs> I don't play like that, but then I just practiced and practiced and I still didn't get it a hundred percent. Like I remember Chasm Sultan cause he's his original bass player and he was the keyboard player for that tour. And so Chasm, I think he was a little, a little hurt that he wasn't the bass player, but he'd probably say, Oh, shut up. But anyways, he, uh, I was like, I was like, Chasm, will you please help me with this this bass line? It's so hard. It's so hard. And he's like, he's like, all right, I'll I'll do the best I can. And he's like, like showing me like how to do that. And and um, yeah. and then I was like, I suck, don't I? I'm I'm not a good <laughs> bass player, right? And he's like, Rachel, just stop. And I said, No, really, really, <laughs> honestly, honestly, tell me, do you think I'm a good bass player? And he was like. You know, Rachel, you're you're an amazing singer. You're an amazing singer. He's like, your bass playing. Thanks. We could work on your bass playing a little bit. And I was like, oh, oh my god. And I I knew he he was right because I don't I don't play technically that great. You know, like I don't I should be practicing scales every day, like. Like, but that's uh, boring, though. I know, but it helps with bass playing, and <laughs> right. uh, and uh, so I can do that now because I have my bass with me, and that's, that's awesome. another thing I could start doing while I'm here. So yeah. Yeah. So when you when you hang up from this podcast, you need to practice your scales, ladies. Yes, <laughs> fifteen minutes a day. Yes, I know. Even fifteen minutes a day, I need to do. You know. Yeah. What What's your favorite bass? What's your what's your what's your base like? What's your 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 preference? I love jazz Fenders. That's me. That's what I have. Really? I have a two thousand one jazz base. Yeah, I have a um, nineteen. It's a reissue of a nineteen sixty eight or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got That's it. Cool. I got it new in in um in like my original base was a jazz. Fender Jazz, but a, mm-hmm. an original '68. Like it, oh, it was nice, yeah. gold. It was a tree. It, it was gold, <laughs> original gold paint, and yeah. it was beautiful. And unfortunately, it got stolen out of our van. 
So I had to get another one and, and I got a reissue because that original one was costs a lot of money. And yeah, Were yeah. you so bummed when, when it got stolen? Oh my God, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. cried. And the people that stole, our, our van got broken into. And um, What year was this? Do you remember? Uh, 1990. Let's see. Um, <laughs> was it with that dog? Yeah. Okay. It was like 1995, 1996. Okay. okay. And um, I remember Tony telling me, he's like, Rachel, just take a deep breath. I have something to tell you. <laughs> no. And I was like, really? what? And he goes, our van got broken into and we lost your base. And I was like, <gasps> and I just cried and cried and cried. And they took, they only took my base. They didn't take anything. That was it? They didn't Wait, take are anything you else. Yeah. They, they left only took every, your bass? They went They left the everything. drums. They left, they left, they left the left. drums. They left the guitars. Wow. They might have taken a guitar, but like most of our stuff was there. The main thing, they knew what they were doing. They, they knew yeah. that, that my bass was the shit. And um, wow, <laughs> well, it was a 60s jazz bass. I probably yeah. would have taken there and stole that it. It makes me yeah. think it had to be someone that was like into the band or like knew what bass you played and like knew what city you guys were touring in and like all that. No, stuff, it was right? in LA, it was actually in LA, and we had our van parked out in front of Poop Alley. Oh, and okay. um, okay. it wasn't in the greatest neighborhood, okay. And um, and not only that, but we left the van unlocked. Okay, that's on you, then. Yeah, <laughs> it is on us. Yeah. So it was yeah. partly we had some part in that. So uh, terrible. Anyways, terrible. does that answer your question? Absolutely. I wish I had a '60s bass, man. I have a uh, my bass. I my church bought it for me because I played in church, mm-hmm. and no one wanted no one wanted to be the bass player. Everyone mm-hmm. played guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day they bought a jazz bass, and I'm like, "Here, we bought you this. You can play." I'm like, okay, <gasps> that's so cool. You know? And I, I've, I have that. it. I, I still have it. That was in 2001. It was a brand new. Uh, wow. jazz, it was, it's a Mexico jazz bass, but uh, wow. I've played it every single thing I've ever played. Bands, recording sessions, shows. Yeah. It's always been that bass, so it's mine. You know. Super cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So, that's but it's not so a 60s cool. bass. Well, it's a, it's a 2001. This right. is Barry. So you might Hi, see Barry. Barry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> For those who have, have two guests, special have... guests, we have two special guests this episode. Have... Um, <laughs> I uh, I recently put uh, flat wounds on my bass, and uh, and it's the first time I've ever played fat, uh, flat rounds, mm-hmm. and it turned me into a good bass player in my mind. Oh. You know. <laughs> So, <laughs> you leveled yeah. up. You leveled I up. leveled up. Yeah, doesn't Mike Watt play with Flatwound? I I think, I think so, yeah, and I don't. Yeah. it's so weird that he gets that sound out of Flatwound. Yeah, you yeah, know? he's just a wild. Like his style's just wild in general. Yeah. So. I mean, that's how I, I originally learned how to play bass was playing to double nickels on the dime. I would that's play oh, that yeah. Hell when yeah. I was like 16, 15, 16 years old, I would just play that over and over and over again. And those are yeah. like scales, you know? Yeah, that's hard. For yeah, sure. yeah. For sure. yeah. And I can't do it now. I was a much better bass player when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. 
you have a bunch of time to practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so you've got a you've got a new band, like a new project. You've been kind of yeah. throwing some things out here and there. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I I um, well, I did that solo album, and then I kind of moved on, and I met uh, a couple of guys from England um, who are in the band Simon and the Astronauts. And they're, yeah, okay. they're very big fans of Weezer. They're like in their thirties. And so mm-hmm. they were, they were huge fans of Weezer when back, you know, back in the day when they were like 12, 13 years old. And, right. um, right. so they have a band, Simon and the Astronauts, and it's very reminiscent of Weezer. You can tell that they love Weezer and the rentals mm-hmm. and, um, and this, and they asked me to sing a couple songs on their album. So I did, I said, sure. And Ben, the, the, one of the main guys, he wrote to me on Facebook. I love Facebook. I know everyone, does it, <laughs> but I just love Facebook anyways. So he writes me on Facebook and says, uh, this is a long shot. I'm, I'm Ben. I'm from London. I have a band called Simon and the Astronauts. We're making a record will you sing on two songs? Uh, I'm a huge fan. I said, absolutely. So long story short, I sing on two songs. They liked it so much that they were like, will you sing lead on the entire album? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, of course. So I, I ended up singing lead on everything. And, um, so cool. And one of the producers of the band and musicians in the band named Chris Pepper, uh, he and I got to be friends and um, his wife was teaching me yoga via Zoom. It's so funny. And I I just got to be really close friends with them. And uh, Chris said, you know, I'm a producer and I'd love to hear some of your solo stuff because I told him that I write my own music. And so I sent him old demos, just like I sent Warren to Fever old demos. And, um, and he just immediately started working on them. And what he sent me was, was great. He would help me with bridges and courses and, uh, you know, like sculpting the, ba- the song mm-hmm. and, and it was just great. So we have we started uh, the project. We wanted to call it Blush because it's yep. really cool. But but that there's too many bands called Blush. So we yeah. just we just decided Hayden Hayden and Pepper. And um, yeah, so I've been working with him. But since I've been here in treatment, it's been hard. It's been hard because I've been helping other people with with uh doing vocals on their songs and i i only get the studio one day a week for like two hours so yeah but i'm gonna get back to back to working on songs with him so your um your uh, solo album was off uh, greenway records i believe right yes I uh, I'm friends with uh, the guy that runs that label harry okay and uh, and uh, i actually have um oh your record God. right here Okay, and it's the autographed one because he sent it to me right before it came out. Oh, and I guess I guess some, I'm uh, for the people who can't see, I, I have it on vinyl. I was showing it, and then uh, I also have uh, this from Harry. 
Oh. Okay, which is the single cool. to come out before the the seven inch to come out before. Yeah. And what makes this even cooler is that it's um, it's actually a, a test pressing. <gasps> Wow! That's a that's a great record. When I when he sent that to me, I'm like, oh, cool! It's a solo record from uh, Rachel Hayden, and I was kind of expecting it to be like you know like punk pop or mm-hmm. you know or like a, but it's uh it's a very somber and beautiful album that's Thank not you. like what, what people would think. And uh, anytime someone brings up like that dog or the rentals or whatever, I'm always like, oh, you got to hear a solo record. It's a little bit different. Thank and, uh, you. That's awesome. It, it's a it's a beautiful record, and uh, thank you I think so if, much. Yeah, some people like they kind of slept on that. You know, mm-hmm. we need to we need to push that album a little bit. I know, <laughs> there you go. I know. That, Born to Fever um, was introduced to me by Ivo Watts Russell, who was the founder of 4AD back in yep. the day, and he was a huge that dog fan, and he wanted to sign that dog to 4AD right after we signed a Geffen. He was like, oh, wait, I want to sign. And we're like, oh, we already signed a Geffen. But 4AD was like our dream label, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, throwing Muses and Lush and... So many good bands, yeah. Cocteau Twins, like all those bands were so influential to me. Pixies. Yep. Anyways, uh, so Ivo wrote to me and said, I want you to meet Warren DeFever. I think your songs would sound great with him producing. So that's how I met Warren. And um, yeah, I was I was really happy with it, but just sad that nothing nothing happened really with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's it's on gorgeous vinyl, and they're out there. <laughs> I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. <laughs> So, uh, when can we expect uh, more music from uh, from Hayden and Pepper? We're working on. Uh, I have I have vocals that I'm going to do on two more songs. We're we're kind of slowly putting this the record together, like doing two songs at a time. And then I was just thinking, let's just put out the songs, like let's just put them out for pu- the public to hear and. Now I'm thinking yeah. I may not want to do that and just wait till it's done and then um, and then put it out properly. But I don't know what label. I don't think – I tried to get in touch with Harry and um, couldn't get in touch with him to see if he would want to sign like some Hayden and Pepper stuff. Yeah. But um, so if you see him, <laughs> tell yeah. him I, I'm looking for him. <laughs> Harry, um, if you're listening to this, uh, please give Rachel a <laughs> message on Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to uh, say thank you very, very much for taking the time okay. to come out and hang with us. Darn it, I didn't get to tell you what I was listening to. That's oh, we're no, coming no, back no, no, around. No. Okay, that really, was... really quick. Um, Take your time. Totally into movie soundtracks these days. Yes, um, cool. nice. Uh, I'm also, you know, like Thomas Newman, uh, American Beauty, Shawshank Redemption, Road to Perdition, all those, Mm. all that's those, that music is just makes me just fly. And then, um, there's a a band called Last Days. Okay. And this is all really, uh, ethereal kind of just beautiful melancholy melodic 
beauty. <laughs> and so Last Days, there's a band called Last Days I've been really into. And then uh, Jonesy from, from um, oh gosh. Uh, Are you talking about Sugar Rose? Yes, thank you. Yes. So his, his, some of his solo stuff I'm just in love with. He has something he did with Alex Summers. Um, and there, I think there's uh, a movie soundtrack called We, or We Bought a Zoo, or the album is called We Bought a Zoo. Oh, yeah, yeah there's, the a, there's an movie. album, yeah. Yeah, a, I've been listening to that. Um, John Hopkins, uh, he did a movie, uh, songs to How I, How I Live Now. There's a movie called How I Live Now. I haven't seen it, but John Hopkins does <laughs> the music to it. Then there's a band called uh, Lowercase Noises that oh, are amazing. Cool. Yeah, that uh, sounds cool. Lisa I'm writing jo- that down. Yeah, Lowercase Noises. The song that I've been listening to is Silence of Siberia. It's gorgeous. Uh, there's okay. a, 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 um, a, you know, Lisa Gerard who played in, what was her the 480 band she played in? Um, Lisa Gerard, Opal, I think, or uh, no, not Opal. Duncan uh, Dance. Is that Lisa Gerard? I don't think that's Lisa. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So Lisa Gerard. <laughs> I know there's two Lisas on in that in that uh, school of music. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Lisa Gerard's from Dead Can Dance. Okay, yep. so she has a song called El Eggy, or it's it's from an album called Immortal Memory. Mm-hmm. Edgy, or I don't know. It's from an album called Immortal Memory, and it's so beautiful. Okay. I've been listening to her. Then another band called Tiny Vipers. Have you heard of okay. them? That's a cool band name, no. Uh, this song is called Dreamer. Really beautiful singing. Um, Bonnie Vera, I'm listening to a ton of Bonnie Vera. Yeah. Um, and Ennio Morricone. There you uh, go. Of yeah. course. Um, the, uh, specifically, I think it's a movie called C U O R E. How do you pronounce that? Cuor de Mama. De Mama. <laughs> it's it's Italian, so I don't. I'm probably right. sounding like a total idiot. Um, That's what we do here. We always mispronounce. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. It's, you're right at home. Cinematic Orchestra. Have you heard of that band? Cinematic Orchestra. No, they have a beautiful a beautiful song called "To Build a Home." I I mean I can go on. I I, I mean I wrote so much. So I took oh, wow. so many notes for for you guys. That's amazing. Um, I was so excited, and then I just started babbling about my own about me, 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 me. Uh, well, Brad, you are the guest, so Brad yeah. I mean, Meldow, that's the whole point. Brad Meldow, <laughs> uh, piano jazz b- piano player. He played with my dad a bunch. Oh, uh, cool. He's that's my cool. he's my age. He's like 55, 54, 55. And he has this new song out called Maybe As His Skies Are Wide. So 
Remember the Rush song, Maybe As His Skies yeah. Are yeah. White. Today's Tom yeah. Sawyer. Na, na, na. Yeah. So <laughs> he took that part of the song and made a whole different song out of it. And That's it's cool, cool. fucking beautiful. And I think that that album is called, I don't know what that album is called. But uh, yeah, I'll stop there because I don't, I don't. That was a ton. I, I, I like, I pulled up tabs for like almost everything you recommended so I can check it out later. It's just really <laughs> beautiful. Like Tiny Vipers is so good. Um. I, I'm also listening to a lot of Tracy Chapman, like old Tracy well, Chapman. Go. And yeah. um, I'm just, I continued Kate Bush, yeah, there you go. Bjork. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love Bjork so much. I got, I got her tattoo. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what cool. did you think of the new Bjork album that just came out like a month ago? I don't know. I haven't heard it. <laughs> you didn't check it out. It's about I mushrooms and dirt. I haven't yet. It's, Okay. What's yeah. it called? It's... Oh God! Don't make me pronounce it. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, okay. we can't. Yeah, <laughs> complicated for that. It, but it's the latest <laughs> York. Yeah, it's called like Fasoria or Fas. Oh, I'm oh, hold on. I'll pull it up so I can butcher it. It's about mushrooms and dirt. Mushrooms yeah, it's about mushrooms and dirt. and dirt. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Fasoro. Fasoro. F O S S O R A. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, if, when you get a chance, like uh, check out the music videos; they're pretty wild. Okay. Yeah, I just the the makeup and the costumes are pretty insane. Yeah, like usual with her. So yeah, I'm yeah. just starting to like get back into the music groove, and yeah, and I've been really spoiled. I made a playlist on Spotify, and I listen to it all the time. And it's like I don't listen to anything else except that playlist. So yeah. I need to broaden my horizons. When you get into uh, like movie soundtracks, you get kind of like stuck in that because that's I do this I do the same yeah. thing. Uh, I'll I'll listen to something I haven't even seen the movie. I remember when I was like twelve, I had the soundtrack to um, Dances with Wolves. Uh huh. <laughs> I love that you know, movie. I, I like John Barry, like all his scores. Yeah. I didn't even see the movie till like maybe five or six years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, the first time you saw Dances with Wolves was like six years ago. Oh no, no. I guess it's been about ten years. Whenever Avatar came out, because Avatar is like kind of like a remake of Dances with Wolves. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I listened to the the soundtrack album so much <laughs> that when I saw the movie, I'm like I'm pinpointing the the, the tracks, the mm-hmm. scene tracks, you mm-hmm. know. Like, Oh, did it I make know the this soundtrack song. better, or did you did it like bug you? You know what I mean. Like, uh, it was a good movie. I mean, it was all right. I mean, but the soundtrack <laughs> feels like it's my album. You know, I'm right, like, ah, oh, right. this movie's using my album. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> but that part doesn't go there. <laughs> I loved Dances with Wolves. I watched, I saw them in the theaters with my dad. Oh, nice! Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. brings back memories. Do you guys like to reminisce, or you know, go all back the time? And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We do it constantly on the podcast yeah, too. I love constantly. it. Yeah, we yeah. always uh, we always act like the well, I hate nostalgia, but then we talk yeah. about nostalgic stuff for like an hour. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> we should live in the now and move forward. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but I still wanna, I wanna tour again in the in the van and. You know, I, yeah. miss, yeah. I miss the old days so much. Anyways, let's make the old days the new days. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Very I cool. like that. Let's make the old day. I'm going to write that down. 
Let's the old days be the new You're days. coming in hot with the inspirational quotes. Amazing, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on like a like a, one of those posters mm-hmm. with the hanging from a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, I, can I quote you? Can I put that on my Facebook page? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll tag you. Well, yes. There we go. Yeah. There, see. Yes. Nice. I uh, I do want to. I I really do appreciate you taking the time out and coming out and hanging out hanging out with us. I love uh, it. I love it. Thank yes, you thank for you. asking. Yeah. Yes. You gotta come. You gotta go back and listen to some of our previous episodes and listen to John and I just being complete goofballs. Yeah. We always with every episode. It started out as a joke, but then it become like our thing. We always talk about the movie Showgirls. Uh huh. And we and, <laughs> and we always ask whatever guest we have if they saw the movie or what mm-hmm. they think about it. And um, we had Steve Albini on on the show. Wow. Uh, like he was like my second or third guest. Anyway, oh and uh, you know you, you walk on eggshells around Steve Albini. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. finally at the end of the it's episode, I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, so what do you think about the movie Showgirls, Mr. Albini? And he's like, oh, my wife was is obsessed with that movie. And he went on this big, like, 20-minute story about this, yep. this stupid oh movie. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. So, oh, fun yeah. times. Yep. Fun times. Um, sure. But So uh, we can, everyone needs to go out there and check out Hayden and Pepper. Yeah, we're, I mean, we don't have anything released yet. I mean, we have a few songs we put on... On Bandcamp, yeah. On, yeah, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we, I, yeah, we're, we're in, the, it's a work in progress. Cool, very cool. Yeah. Well, you've got plenty of music that people can check out before that yeah. gets done. I mean, just yeah. anything that, that Rachel Hayden has been involved in, I, I, I gets my seal of approval. Aww. For sure, for sure. Thanks, you guys. I had so much fun. Yes, you're welcome to come back at any time. (laughs) Well, all right. Um, I guess I'll go back to my rehab life. Do your 15 minutes of bass practice with your skills. Yes, yes. There you go. I'm going to do that. Here at Crush Monocle Podcast, we encourage everyone to do 15 minutes of scale practice on their bases, even if they don't have a base. Go buy one. Go buy one. Preferably one that's not stolen from a van in Poop Alley. Yeah. 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 We know know what we're looking for, so don't buy that one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, everyone uh, like and subscribe uh, the podcast, share, give us a five-star review or whatever people do nowadays. Yeah. yeah, man, this has been uh, the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host, Coop. This is my co-host, John. Thanks, everyone. And this was the guest of the evening, Miss Rachel Hayden. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, Thank you. And Barry. Come on, Barry, yeah. Peace out, Barry. <laughs> Good night, everyone.